0: We have Purim coming up, and it uh, it's be nice to talk about it. The title of our of our class this evening is Purim: Living Inspired. So it says in last week's parsha, in Parsha's Truma, it says Va'yikuli Truma. There's a mitzvah to make a contribution to the tabernacle, to the building of the tabernacle. You should take from me Truma. You should take from me a contribution. And the people had the mitzvah to bring what they what they had: gold, silver. Precious, uh, precious stones, and whatever materials were needed in order to build the tabernacle. So Rashi there in the in the pasuk is bothered by the Torah's expression that the Torah says, you should take from me." God is speaking in the verse, and he says, "You should take from me." What does it mean for me? So Rashi says, "Lishmi, it should be for my name," which means that it should be for my name means that it should be for my sake. It shouldn't be for an ulterior motive. It shouldn't be that the reason why we're giving. To the, to, the, to the Mishkan, to the tabernacle, is that we should have a plaque, or that people should celebrate us, or make a video about us, or honor us, or give us a special place of, 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 of stature in, 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 the, in the community. It shouldn't be for that reason. It, for the reason. The reason why it should be given is, it should be given for the sake of giving to the tabernacle. So we should have a tabernacle, we should have a place of we should have a place where, as the verse there continues in last week's pasha for Oseli mikdash. you should make for me a sanctuary, vishachate vishoychum, and I will dwell amongst you. I will dwell amongst you. That it should be a place where, there's, where the shechina, the divine presence is. That's, for the, that's the reason why we should make the contribution. It should be lishma. So the question that we're going to ask this evening is, is that, why is that specifically by this mitzvah? Is there a mitzvah to have that it should be lishma? That it should be for their sake, because the truth is nobody's perfect. Nobody is does everything with a hundred percent perfect motive, bias, pro- proclivity. You know, we 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 are all striving humans, and we're all trying to be better uh, as time goes along. As the Gemara tells us in Tractate and the Gemara is like this: the Gemara says, Rav Merav." said, "In the name of Rav, lo yelam yasekad the a person should do the mitzvah even if it's for not even if it's not for the sake of the mitzvah. Even if they want to get a little honor, it's okay, as long as they're not using it for nefarious purposes. As long as they're not using it for nefarious purposes, maybe, you know, not as long as they're not doing it exclusively for 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 honor, um, but they're but they're doing it to make a contribution, but they might have an ulterior motive, you know, they don't mind a little bit if somebody if somebody puts a plaque on their name or if somebody calls them up and gives them a, somebody calls them up and gives them a little bit, somebody gives them a little bit of an award uh, and makes them uh, tell, tell a speech, you know, and people stand up and clap for them. So maybe they have, they don't mind if that happens also. That's okay, says the Gemara. Person should always, lo shalolishma. A person should a person should should do things even Shalolishma, even if it's not for the sake of the mitzvah a hundred percent Shemitokh Shalolishma, because if they do that Bolishma, they are going to come they're going to eventually come to realize that the reason why they're doing it is for its own sake. Truth is important for truth's sake, and therefore they eventually they'll come to grow. They'll come to grow with that. So for example, um, for example, Tosvos in tractate Tainis on page seven a, he says that there's two types of shilolish mo. There's two types of not doing it for the sake. That is that is um if a person if a person is learning, for example, because he wants to make fun of the Torah. Let's say they they they're doing it because they want to be uh, uh, deride. They want to deride the Torah. They want to make fun of it. That's the reason why they're learning it, or that's the reason why they're doing mitzvahs. That's not appropriate. But if they're doing it in order that they should get a little bit out of it, that's okay. Because eventually they're going to come and realize that the honor is not the main thing. But what the main thing is, what the main thing is, is 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 is, is the truth itself. And so therefore that's okay, says the, the Gemara M'sachim. So why is it specifically that we have that in the mitzvah of the tabernacle, specifically the Torah there requires that there should be Shalolish LeShemah, that, that there should be, that it has to be done 100% for the sake of the contribution of the tabernacle. And as a matter of fact, the, 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 the Rambam here in, in, in his introduction to the 10th chapter in in Masech the Sanhedrin, his introduction of the 10th chapter of Masech the Sanhedrin, he has a whole uh, outline of how to educate children uh, how to educate somebody who is new, somebody did not know yet and he says he, sa- he, he says here he says here that that if, if a person has a child and they teach them and they teach them for example, they teach them to study, to learn new things. they don't tell the child you should learn it for the truth and the sake of of, uh, of, of uh, if, if, because it's truth. What you tell the child is like this, you say to the child, um he has to he has to encourage the child. he has to say to him, listen, if you learn, I'll give you candy. if you learn, I'll give you nuts, I'll give you dates in those days there I guess they were more healthy they had the different <laughs> the sweets were better uh-huh. give you honey right and this way the child will try to learn. they will try to as soon as they get a little bit older more sophisticated and they realize that the candy is not important so 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 then the then then the the teacher has to has to be appropriate with the incentive and and deal with the maturity and the sophistication and therefore the, and therefore he has to offer the child something much more for example like let's say the ram the ram says a new pair of shoes perhaps maybe a suit but, right something something that the child will appreciate something that's 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 much that's much uh in accordance with their in accordance with their maturity. And 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 this way they'll learn. And then once they once they realize that the clothes are not so important, the candy's not so important, then you have to offer money. You have to say, listen, if you learn, I'll give you a prize, give you uh give you fifty dollars if you if you memorize this particular section of the Talmud, etc. So 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 that's the way he says and and what is the child learning it for? He's he's learning he, then he says, "Look." And when the child says, "I don't want money anymore." Then 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 what do you tell him? Then you say, "People are going to honor you. We're going to make an honor roll. We're going to put it on the wall. You're going to be one of the 10 students who is the best in the school." Right? We're going to we're going to we're going to you're you're going to be important in people's eyes. Uh, 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 you, you're going to be important in people's eyes. People are gonna, people are gonna respect you. You should do it for so, do it for something else. That's the way. That's the way to te- That's the way to teach somebody. <coughs> but then at the end, afterwards, a child will realize, and he says, "V'chein elish shu he realized that the whole purpose of truth is to know truth, for truth's sake. And the whole point of knowing it is to do it. It's not because you're doing it for the purpose, for, the, for, 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 for any other reason, for any other thing. So, this, so it's okay for a person to do mitzvot, to study the Torah for other reasons, because eventually they're going to lead to the maturity, the sophistication of mind and understanding the truth is important for truth's sake and, and, and doing good is important for doing good and not for anything else. So, again, and that's, that's what the Gemara is telling us and if this is true, if this is and, and, and this is what the, we all know the fame we, we, we know the famous Mishnah that a person is supposed to come the, the, uh, to, to, to this ideal at the end, as the mission says in Pirkiavos, chapter one, mission number three, and the man of Soho said, You should not be like the servants who serve your master on the condition of reward. You should be like the ones that serve your master not to receive reward. This is the mission of Pirkei Avos in the Ethics of Our Fathers, chapter one. So this the Rabbim dramatizes this Gemara, he explains that that's the way it works. So our question is: Why specifically is it that by the by the tabernacle, it's necessary that the Torah makes it, that the Torah goes out of its way to say that it should be done that that the, the contributions to the tabernacle should be done without bias, without any other ulterior motives? Why not? Why can't they be done without ulterior motives? Why specifically is it that by the tabernacle it has to be without ulterior motives? It has to be pure, one hundred percent, perfect. At, at 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 the outset when you give it, but while uh, the rest of the r- the rest of growth in Torah, we find that that's not the case. <clears throat> so, to answer this question, we see there's a there's a Tosvos that quotes Yerushalmi, and we're going to be uh, super Jewish about it to answer this question. I'm going to ask another question mm-hmm. by showing that there's another instance where this is also true, where it's required, where it's required that. Things, the thing has to be done, the, the matter has to be done, the Shema, the matter has to be done for its own sake without any ulterior motives. And <clears throat> this case is the case of education. Tosvos in tractate Hagiga, uh, page 15, quotes uh, a, a Yerushalmi, and the Yerushalmi here tells us a story of a man by the name of Avuya. Avuya was making a bris for his son, Elisha. He was making a, a bris. For his son Alicia, and and he, invi- the, the, he invited all of the Gidoile Yerushalayim, all of the great men of Yerushalayim of Jerusalem, came to the Bris, and he and he, and he sat them all in one place. Um, he sat them all in one place, and there was this, there were these Gedolim there, Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yeshua, who were in a different place, and it was a big party. It was a big party, and the rabbis there said, you know what? They're having a great time. Let's go do our thing. Let us let us go and study Torah, because it's it, the party is a little bit, I guess the party was a little bit extravagant, a little bit out of hand, so they said, let's go do our thing, and let's go study Torah. They were happy to participate in the party, but... It came a time for them to continue doing what they were doing, and they started to learn Torah. And what happened? Says the uh, says the Yesham Vinisasku Torah. They were learning Torah. Yorda the Min ha-shamayim. and a fire came down from heaven. Ve'hikifam Oisam and it 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 surrounded them. And then, guess what happened next? The uh, the the the, 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 um, the host of the party. Avuya walked into the room and he realized that there was a fire. Amulu and Avuya, Abba Gavrin, Maat and Boshim, Lister, basically, what are you, you coming to burn down the entire party here? they said to him, No, we're not doing that. We were reviewing our Torah. We were learning the Torah and the prophets, and the, prophets, and the, prophets and the prophets and the writings. And it was such a happy moment. The way that we were studying is as if the Torah was giving at Mount Sinai. And what happened at Mount Sinai? They said to Avuja. No, wasn't that Mount Sinai the Torah was given with a fire. So what happened, this is the, so the the host said to himself, wow, Omar, he said, this is what Torah brings. This is what a Torah education brings. If my child, who's getting the bris, if he lives, I'm going to send him to yeshiva. I'm going to send him to Yeshiva so that he can learn and be like these rabbis. He could be like Rabbi Lazar. He could be like Rabbi Yeshua. And then the Yerushalmi says, then the Yerushalmi says, His intention was not for the sake of heaven because he wanted the honor. He wanted the honor of the rabbi studying Torah and the fire coming down from heaven for his son. Not that he should study it for truth. Therefore, it was not fulfilled in this child, what he wanted him. And the Gemara tells us what happened to this child. This child became known as Acher. He became known as the other one. On the next page, it says that he became, he became, he became not religious. He became a, an apostate. He became a, a denier. He became, he became this person. Yeah. What? Sorry, not on the next oh. page. On the same page. It says that on the same page that he became a denier. He brought you on So I've been missing him. <laughs> um, so the Gemara even tells us on this page, the Gemara says, My sir," and he was, became, the, the rabbis gave him a name, they called him Acher, they called him the other one because he was... Because he was, um, because he became an apostate, because, because he became not religious. So, so what happened? He was riding on his horse. The rabbis thought as he was riding a horse on Shabbos. The rabbis prohibit riding a horse on Shabbos. Rabbi Meir, his student, was walking because he couldn't ride. Right? So he was driving the car, and Rabbi Meir was walking next to the car, and. And they were learning Tyra. He was teaching him Tyra from his, from his teacher. He said to him, so the Rebbe, the Acher, the other one, Alisha, this, this, this boy that was supposed to get the bris, he, he said to him, Rebbe Meir, it's time for you to turn around and go back. I already counted the footsteps of the horse on Shabbos, you're not allowed to go out of the city a certain distance, and we reach that distance, now you have to go back, and on Shabbos, you're not permitted to go. So the Meir said to him, you know like this, this is what you know. You should do tshuva. Do tshuva. He said to him, no. He said to him, I already told you, I already heard. In the Shemayim, in the heavens, there's a heavenly voice that said, "On the other side of the door, Shuvu banim shayvim. The children should return. Chutz except for me. I heard that I should not return, so I'm not returning. This is who he became. Why? Because his father, when he was giving him a bris, and he wanted to educate him to Torah, he sent him to a yeshiva, but he didn't do it He didn't do it for the sake of heaven." He didn't do it for the sake of heaven, for pure intentions, for the boy's benefit, for the boy's growth, for the boy's education. He did it because of the honor that was associated with the Torah, the fire that would come down from heaven. Just because he did that. So therefore you see that you you, you, you cannot, you, you cannot, when, when we send our children to school, when we educate our children, our intentions have to be pure. They have to be 100% for the sake of their education. So now we have, to recap, we have two things we have that we have the mitzvah of we have the mitzvah of we have the mitzvah of the contributions to the tabernacle to the mishkan and those we said have to be with 100% intent without any bias without any without any without any ulterior motives and now we have a second case we have education of children also have to be in that same <coughs> matter. the education of children have to be for the sake of education, not for any ulterior motives, even for the honor of Torah, it cannot be. It has to be purely for their benefit. So the question now we have is that why specifically these two things, right? The first we asked, why the first one? Now we're asking why both of them? Why specifically these two mitzvahs? Why specifically in these two mitzvahs is it required that it should be done for the sake for, for its own sake, and there cannot be any ulterior like we said already before, that ulterior motives are okay, as long as they lead to doing, doing things for their sake. But it's okay not to be perfect. But in these two things, we have to be perfect. It has to be for the intention of the children, and it has to be purely for the tabernacle, so should, God's name should dwell there. Why? Why specifically in these two cases? That's our question. I'm only giving money to the tabernacle to put the Perlman name on the doors. <laughs> <laughs> because this is like, the top that's Phoenix Right, has and that's the, the way it should be. This is the partial. And that. that's the way it should uh, be. Uh, right. Oh, sure. And that's the way it should be. Ray's asking good. Exactly, our question, right? The Maynay Perlman name should be on the doors. Exactly. I don't think that's the right reason to give money. Well, I think the Bronstein name should be on the doors, but that's a well, separate issue. You got a small print. <laughs> raise money right <laughs> raise money right anyway so so the answer like let's say the answer like this we say the answer is as follows what do these two things have in common i think that we can suggest that these two things have in common is building the tabernacle is at the end of the day a building it is a structure it is made up of of materials. It's made up of, of, of gold and silver and, and, and bronze and, and, and material nice. and building materials. It's a building. It has, it has, it has vessels in it, it has a table, it has an ark, boxes and, and the candelabra. It's, it's a building, it's made out of pieces. So in order for a building to be built, a structure to be built properly, it needs to have a foundation right? It needs to have a foundation and the foundation has to be solid. Because everybody knows if they're in, uh, in construction or in real estate, if there is, a, if there is a, a, a foundation that's not solid, the building could be perfect, the building could be great. But as soon as the, the, as soon as the inadequacy or the weakness of the foundation is exposed, the entire building collapses. It has to be that the foundation is perfect. It has to be set up in such a way that the that 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 it's a foundation for the building. Otherwise, the building will not survive. And therefore, the tabernacle, since it's a building, since it's a foundation for God's for God's presence, like we said before, it it has to be done. It has to be done with perfection. It has to be done without any ill intent. Because if the if the structure of the tabernacle, and in this case, we could say the tabernacle, we could say the shul, like the Gemara says in tractate. Um, in tractate, uh, in, in tractate Megillah, page 29a, that a shul is a miniature, um, a, a, a shul is a miniature uh, based on migdash, a miniature temple, it's a miniature tabernacle. When you build a shul, a shul has to be built on, on, it can't be built, for example, on machlekes. It can't be built on dispute and fighting, right? Because that's a foundation that will destroy the in, maybe not, not today maybe not tomorrow but matter. 20 years ago 20 years from now 30 years from now it will be it will, it will it will it will it will be it will be destructive to the institution it has to be that the institution is built with pure intentions yeah you can have the machlukhis afterwards you want to have the machlukhis afterwards but at the beginning at the beginning, the whole structure is in question. is compromised if it doesn't have a solid foundation. The solid foundation has to be completely done for for its own sake, without ulterior motive. So, so you're. you're- foundation you're speaking about is not the physical doesn't it there's, yeah there's we're speaking figurative and yeah we're speaking in the figurative sense but, but when you serious? quote the Gemara it yeah. speaks to this specific candy. Candy. um which Gemara like did you just quote something about well I just quoted the Gemara says that that a shul is like a okay. but the, the social the fabric of the no membership. that was my example that was my example oh and that's the suggestion that I'm making about the tabernacle that there's a mitzvah that it has to be given for the sake of of the mitzvah. Like we said, Lili Shmir has to be for my name. Now the second example we have is what? We have a child. We have the education of a child and a child also. A child grows. A child is small and they become an adult. So not only does their body grow from uh, to, to become a physical, you know, capable human, but also their intellect, their mind grows too. And the, uh, the, 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 the for lack of a better word, the, the foundation of education is the building of the child. We, we, are, we are trying to give the child tools to be able to successful to be successful in the world. We teach them math so that they know how to add. If they know how to add, that's a skill that they can use when they when they go through the world. Everything that we everything that we do, my Rebbe Rebhim Chaim, Rebhaim used to say. That, that they used to ask him questions about what should we do in yeshiva different different questions about how to conduct ourselves and he said that whatever we do in yeshiva is for the students a like 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 a like like a written law because this is what they're gonna remember 30 40 years from now when they when they're not uh, going to their rabbi when they're not reading their books when they're when they're at home and they have to do something this is what we did in yeshiva. Everything that we do in yeshiva is to build the child it's to build the, the, the person, with education and the tools that we give them to survive in the real world. So because it's a, because the child is also a building, you see where we're going with this, because the child is also a building, the foundations of that building of the child have to be also done lishma, they have to be done without any ulterior motives. Because if they're done with ulterior motives, they're destructive to the child. The child says, 30 years from now, my rabbi was not interested in me, my Rebbe was interested in in in, in 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 himself, my Rebbe was interested in in uh, in, in having power, my Rebbe was interested in, in 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 having money, whatever. Even if they're not paying attention in class, this particular thing they're paying attention to. They're always paying attention, they're always watching, they're always watching the 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 the, Rabbeim, the teachers, the moras, they're always watching what they're doing and why they're doing it and they're very perceptive and they know. And so whatever we do, it's a foundation about how they're going to mimic us in life. But isn't that life. an ulterior motive? What? Isn't that an ulterior motive? We choose a school because we have an ulterior motive for our children and we want them to learn and to live a certain way. Well, you, that's a separate schmooze. That's a separate schmooze about what school we choose for them. But when we do choose the school and we it's believe true. what's right, okay. then, we <laughs> it, then we do it for the, for the right reasons, what we believe to be right. But it's right, our so, motivation, so what? It becomes. It is our motivation. It is the motivation, but yeah, we're not saying that motiva- there should not be any motivation, but the motivation should be pure. It shouldn't be like in the case of Alicia Ben Avuya that his father Avuya, his intention was that his that his son or himself should have honor. Okay. They should have the fire. Rabbi be sure when they were studying Torah, the fire that came down from heaven wasn't their intention. That was just the consequence of their studying Torah. That's not why they learned Torah. But he didn't want, he didn't necessarily want to learn Torah for Torah's sake. He wanted to learn Torah for the fire or whatever the fire represent. right? Whatever the fire represents. That's what he wanted. So therefore we see, therefore we see that, um, therefore we see that these specific two mitzvahs, the contributions to give to the tabernacle, the contributions to give to the tabernacle and the the uh the education of children have to be done the Shema. They have to be done for for the sake of of the building, for the sake of the child with no ulterior motives. That's the that's the mitzvah. So now now that we have now that we have established that now that we have established that now we come to the title of our class. You I'm understand? not giving you the doors unless you put my name on it. That's the uh, No I understand. I understand. I understand. I, I, I get it. And that's the that's the that's the um that's what we're studying today right <laughs> exactly okay fine so now now we've come to the title of our class purim living inspired right when a person lives when we do things for alternative motives we don't necessarily live inspired we we live uninspired perhaps or we live for ulterior motives that's not that's the opposite of an inspiration but the the, uh, the 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 mitzvah of the contribution to the tabernacle and the mitzvah of education and it shows us that that there has to be inspiration we the that we need to live inspired. So how in, in 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 um in 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 doing things? How is it possible to do things lishma anyway? When when we do something right, it's like like Ray is saying, you know, at the end of the day, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give to the to the tabernacle. I want my name on the door. I'm gonna make sure the rabbi knows I want my name on the door, and that's the end of it. So, and even if I say I don't want my name on the door, I know that I want my name on the door, and there's no way that I can escape that. So, how do we, how do we deal, how do we deal with that? So, perhaps maybe we can deal with it as follows, um, and then after that, we are going to, we're going to uh, tie this in into the Purim story. We will tie this in into the Purim story. So, the um, I heard a story. From Rabbi Fran, online, he was telling a story about Rabbi Chaim Shmulevitz. And uh, Rabbi Chaim Shmulevitz's yeshiva, there were two students, they were sitting uh, around the table, they were sitting uh, and they were talking, they were discussing amongst themselves uh, about uh, about different rabbis. About different rabbis, about how, how, how learned they were and how committed they were to their learning. So they were talking about, for example, the Vil Gaon. The Vil Gaon used to only sleep two hours a night, and he used to study for... for for a you know used to study the rest of the time. Uh, there was the the, the I've Rabbi it to Yehuda Berlin. He he used to he used to be surprised if somebody did not say the Birchas Torah, if somebody did not say the Bracha before one studies Torah by uh, you know one o'clock in the morning every single night. There 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 there, there are people who I, I remember I heard once a story with the Ketzos Achoshen. The Ketzos Achoshen is a very famous war, legal work on the on the on the code of law on a code of law that um, that um, uh, talks about uh, financial dealings and it's 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 a work that everybody has in there every every scholar every yeshiva in the world has it in there but he used to sit he used to sit in in the place when he was writing it it was so cold that he that he used to sit with an he had an inkwell with a with with a with a, with a, with, a with, with a tip pen and he used to cover himself in blankets on his bed because the, otherwise the ink in the inkwell would coagulate and he wouldn't be able to write with it so he would sit uh, he would sit in in the, in, the, in in his blankets and write and when he ran out of when he ran out of money to publish the work so he published the, he published the work with the words of the of the he published the work with the words Of the of the code of law in it, but he couldn't afford it, so half the work has it, the other half doesn't have it, because he just printed the rest without it. So there's like there there are a million stories about such dedication. These these Bachrim they were talking, uh, these students they were talking amongst themselves, and they were they were so one 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 person got so inspired, one of the children got so inspired, he said, that's it. I'm not going to do anything else in the, in, in, in the world anymore. I'm just going to study Torah. He got up from the seat in the dining room and he ran to, 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 the, to, to the study hall and he sat down and sat there the whole day and he learned because he said, that's it. I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm going to be like, like these other rabbis. So, so, um, so the, 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 other, the other boy uh, uh, looked at Reb Chaim he says, "Rebbe, you know, I know he went to go study, but he forgot to bench. He forgot to say his after prayers at, at the at lunch. But when he ran away, and and that's you're not allowed to do that. You have to say, you have to say the after prayers." So Chaim looked at him. He says, "He says, you're absolutely right. He did forget to bench, but if he didn't forget to bench, he would have never gone to study. <laughs> so, so he said, so." He, what, what, does the story tell? The story, what does the story tell us? The story, the, the story tells us that sometimes there are moments in our lives when we go to a speech and we have a conversation with somebody or we see something or we read something and we get inspired. At that moment, when we get inspired, at that moment, when we get inspired, we have an opportunity to move our inspiration into action, to concretize our inspiration into action. And when we do that, at that point, that point of inspiration where we have a choice in our minds to bring it in into action, that point is actually a point of lishma. That point is without ulterior motive. At that point, it's without ulterior motive. So when we, when we, when we act on an inspiration, what are we acting for? If it was ulterior motive, then we wouldn't act on the inspiration. The fact that we're acting on the inspiration shows that we're acting on something pure. That point is without ulterior motive. This is what we have. This is the way we can, we can serve. This is the way we can serve uh, this is the way we can serve God with inspiration, uh, and 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 doing things for its own sake. That when we feel a moment of inspiration, we act on it. That's the way to do things with uh, with their own sake, for education of our children, for uh, contribution to the tabernacle, or any other mitzvah that we may have the opportunity to do. Which brings us to, which brings us to the perm story, story. And after the perm story, we will we'll, we will conclude. So we learned. We once learned this gemara in 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 um we once learned this gemara in um in megillah on page 13b i think it was yeah 13b the gemara tells us Rava, yoda lishna bisha there was nobody who told lash and hara like Haman. he was the expert he was the expert to say Disparaging things about other people, he was the best in the world. He would he would have gotten the gold medal for that. He would have he would have been the champion of lashon hara, Haman. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to know how to do say lashon hara, learn from Haman. So what what was the lashon hara that he said? Amar Leh, he said to Achashvero. She said, "Ta nachlinu, let's kill all the Jews." Kill the Jews. Oh, Marley, so he said to Mistafina I'd love to kill the Jews, but I'm scared that the God, their God, is gonna come after me and I don't want that. He's gonna to do to me like he did to the others. He's gonna kill the others. He like he did to everybody else, he's gonna to do to me. I don't want that to happen to me. I'm scared of him. <coughs> Omar Lay said to him, don't worry about it because yeshanu mina ha they don't do the mitzvahs that they're supposed to do. They don't, <clears throat> you know, they're not keeping kosher, they're not going to shul, they're not doing the things they're supposed to do. So, God is going to be angry at them. Omar Lehi. So, Ahasuerus said to him, Rabbanan, they have rabbis. The rabbis do it. The rabbis do the mitzvahs. They go to Dabu, They keep kosher. They keep shabbos. They do all the stuff. Oh, Marley. So he said to him, he said to him, I'm skip a little bit. But he said to him, Mufuzarim be They're 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 all spread out everywhere. They're not they're not together, right? He said to him. So, all right, we'll skip a little bit. we have to say the, whole, the whole thing. And then he, he said to him, he said to him like this He said, and you know what else they do? It's always, Rashi says, Shabbos hayoim, Pesach hayoim. They're always taking off from work. It's Shabbos, it's Pesach. They're never at work. What do you need them for? this is what he said to him now the question is like this was he lying or was he telling the truth he was telling the truth I think right because the Jews do take away for Pesach and they do take away for Shabbos and it's true it's true not everybody's keeping the mitzvahs it's true also so what was he telling them What was he telling him? He was telling him, don't worry about the God. They're uninspired. They don't keep the mitzvahs. No protection. There's no protection from God. They don't live in inspired Judaism. It'll be a piece of cake. So if you recall, two pages later, the Gemara tells us like this. The Gemara says, on page uh, 16a, that Haman made a stunning admission. If you recall, Ahasuerus went and told him that he has to go pick up Mordechai and he has to put him on a horse and he has to dress him with kingly clothing, royal clothing and he has to parade him around the city and he has to tell everybody that they should give him honor. So the Gemara tells us here that, the Gemara tells us here on page 16a on Tez It says, like the Gemara tells us, the story that happened when he went to see to to, to fetch when he went to fetch him. He took the clothing, he took the horse. He went and he found him, and he saw that he was giving a class, and the rabbis were sitting around him, and he was teaching them. And he was showing them the laws of Kamitsa. He was showing them the laws of Kamitsa. We'll, we'll, we'll soon say what those laws are. Even the Mordechai, the Apik when Mordechai saw him from a distance while he was giving a class, and he saw Vesusei, and he had a horse, he became scared. Amul He said to the rabbis that were sitting at the class, He came to kill me. Haman is here and he's going to assassinate me. You go. Everybody run away. I'll stay here so that we shouldn't get burnt by his uh, his coal. And he started to daven. Also Haman the Yosef lay, lay, lay kamayu. Haman went and he sat in front of Mordechai. And he waited until Mordechai finished davening. He said to them, what are you learning? They said to him, when the Beis Amikdash was standing, somebody who gave a sacrifice called a mincha, which was a flower offering they would bring a handful of flour, fine flour, and they would throw it on the altar, and this would be their atonement. This was part of the the uh the, Kamitza, the laws of Kamitza means of, of gathering the flour with one's fingers, the, the coin gathered it together, fine flour, and he would throw it on the mezbek. This was part of the process of the offering. This is what they were studying. And here... Haman made a stunning admission when he heard this. Amar he said to him, A handful of this kaimitz of kai flour is going to come, and it's going to take away the money that I used to bribe Achashverosh with. He says, this study of, 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 uh, that you're studying now is going to eradicate all the bribes that I gave to Achashverosh. An admission. An admission to Mordechai that he's going to lose, that he's a loser. This is what he said to him. Now the question is, what did he say to him? What was he saying? Rashi says, why were they learning the laws of, why were they learning these laws? Because it was the proper day to learn this law, these laws. Why? Because she shall also be Nisan higher. It was the 16th of Nisan, Yom Tinufus The time that the carbon Almer was bringing, the second day of Pesach, when the sacrifice of the Omer was brought. And the, they were learning the laws of sacrifices. And the Beis HaMikdash was not standing. So, so what is it that, 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 that Haman said to himself when he saw this? He said, why are the Jews learning about the Beis HaMikdash? It's destroyed. And I'm going to annihilate all of them. I'm going to kill them all. Why are they learning about the base of Why are they doing that? So let's suggest that Haman saw what Napoleon saw when he remembered the story with Napoleon. When Napoleon came to Shul, he came to a Shul and it was Tisha Bav. This is the way the story goes with Napoleon. And it was Tisha Bav. And everybody was sitting on the floor and they were all crying. And, 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 and Napoleon said, what are they crying for? What are they sitting for? He said, because of the Beis Amikdash that was destroyed. That's why they were sitting. So Napoleon said, they're mourning for a building. They're mourning for a building that, that, that is gone for 2,000 years. These Jews are sitting here on the floor and crying over the Beis Amikdash that was not here for 2,000 years. This means that it's, that it's going to, in the future, going to be rebuilt. This is what Napoleon said. So Mordechai said, so the Haman, let's suggest that the said the same thing to himself. I said before, two pages before in this telling statement of the Talmud, that they are insincere. They're living uninspired. They're living with ulterior motives. They don't really care about Shabbos. They don't really care about Pesach. They just kidding, care about getting a day off. That's what they really are. That's what they really are doing, right? And so therefore, God doesn't really care about them. They're not keeping the mitzvahs, the mitzvahs that they are keeping, they're not keeping them for the sake of the mitzvah. They're keeping it for ulterior motives. they they have certain advantages that they wanna that, 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 that they wanna get. Like getting a day off, getting a week off, or whatever it is. whatever the advantages are. That's what I thought. That's what I was telling Achash, but now I see they're sitting now and they're learning the laws of Kmitza, they're learning the laws of 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 flour. And, and they believe that there is going to be that the base of Mikdash is going to be rebuilt. I am wrong about them being uninspired. They are inspired. They are living inspired. And because of, because of that, because of that, I am going to be because of that, I am going to be defeated. This is the admission that he made that I am going to lose this fight. I am not going to be able to annihilate all of the Jews. I am not going to uh, uh, annihilate all of the Jews. So this, if this is true. If this is true, so then we come back full circle and we say that the, the the holiday of Purim is the the salvation of all the Jews. According to what we're suggesting, is the them living inspired, living inspired about the fact that they still believe that we still believe that the Beis Hamikdash is going to be that the that the Beis is going to be rebuilt. Not the my <laughs> that the base image is going to be rebuilt, and perhaps we suggest also because of this we wear a costume maybe. Because what does the costume show? The, co- the costume, the costume is is is. Um, I don't know why we are a costume, but maybe we suggest. Once we're already suggesting, we suggest that the costume shows the things are not as they are, right? What's what's on the on the costume is not necessarily what's what's inside. So maybe on the outside we may seem like sometimes we slack and we do things that are that are that are that are for ulterior motives. Maybe we don't look like we are inspired, and we should be inspired, and we should do things for, for their sake. But when we are inspired, you see that deep down inside we really all want to be good. We all really want to be inspired. We want to, that we want to serve Hashem properly. That's what Purim is about. So we have to let that part of ourselves. We have to let, on Purim, we got to let that part of ourselves come out, the, the, the inspired part, right? Okay, a little liquor is not going to hurt to make it come out. Make it the, let, the, let the inspired part of us come out. To show, and, and at some point during Purim, to, to offer up a prayer maybe to, to Hashem, that you see, you see, I'm, uh, I'm inspired, you see, I'm, I'm, I'm serving you for your own sake, I'm not a perfect person, nobody is, but I'm doing things the best that I can. To, uh, to 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 serve you properly. That's the perhaps maybe the the uh, one of the messages that we can get out from Parliament, and that's the reason why perhaps maybe we're gonna win over we're gonna win over Haman, as as Haman himself admitted. Yeah, I think okay. that's that's what I wanted to share with everybody. Really? Very good, Hello. very good.